Locked On Bears, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bears, part of the Locked On's podcast network. And greetings from the Locked On Bears podcast, where our listeners get the best daily lockdown coverage of their favorite team, the Chicago Bears. I am your host, Arthur Arkish, Senior Editor at Pro Football Weekly and NFC North Correspondent for USA Today Sports Weekly. If you haven't already, please subscribe to Locked On Bears over at iTunes and give us a rating and some comments would be awesome as well. Uh, Make sure you're downloading on Audio Boom and and doing the same for Locked On NFL with Matt Williamson, Locked On Fantasy with Vinny Iyer, and of course, Locked On Bulls for the Chicago NBA Bulls enthusiasts. That is uh, some awesome coverage for you as well. So make sure you're checking out all of the podcasts over at the Lockdown Network, Growing Fast, and we're really excited about the things that lie ahead. So uh, how's everyone doing today? It's Monday, the 15th, and your Bears actually just completed a practice uh, with the Patriots, a joint practice out in Providence. I am sad to tell you that I'm not out there, but my father and boss, Hub Arkish, will be bringing all kinds of goods from Uh, those Bears-Patriots practices, and then the preseason game this week. So I will try and relay as much information as possible, but make sure you are plugged into ProFootballWeekly.com for all of Hub's musings on the Bears and Patriots stuff going on. Uh, I am actually also on uh, assignment, if you will. Uh, That's not fair to call it an assignment. I'm on vacation. I'm living the life this week with my beautiful wife and awesome 14-month, excuse me, 14 uh, that's right, 14-month-old son, Spencer Bowie. Uh, he was not awesome last night, uh, but in general, a, a pretty great baby. And, and we're actually coming to you today from northern Michigan. I am on Mackinac Island, actually, so uh, way far up north. We parked our car and hopped on a ferry to get to the island. We parked in the Upper Peninsula, so uh, pretty cool uh, stuff up here. My first time being this far north and on Mackinac Island. So um, I know this is typically a daily podcast. That's uh, what we call it, Locked On Bears Daily. Uh, this week, it's it's going to be probably three times and not five. And for that, I apologize. I had planned this trip long in advance of, of signing on to this awesome podcast. And I assure you that come next week, we will be bringing you daily coverage as the season approaches and, and throughout the Bears 2016 season. So thank you for humoring me and my family this week uh, as we're out on Mackinac Island. I'll try and give you all the best updates from here. Uh, really a, a really beautiful place. Um, old, charming, rustic, really cool. This hotel I'm staying at is unbelievable. I have no idea how old it is, but uh, pretty neat stuff out on Mackinac Island. So uh, anyway, you don't really care as much about that, I'm sure, as the Bears and what's going on with them. Uh, I can tell you I was watching a couple of Bears practices over the weekend at Hallis Hall. And there were some interesting developments, both good and bad, to come out of uh, yesterday's session, or really from John Fox's presser after yesterday's session. The good news, I always like to try and lead with the good news. You guys know that. It's not the biggest news, but we'll get there in a minute. Um, Zach Miller's back after missing, I think it was 12 12 days, over two weeks, uh, with a concussion. So great to see Zach Miller back actually doing a little bit in team drills in the Bears' lights, uh, shorts, and shells session yesterday. Uh, good to see Zach back out there. We have talked already about how important he is to this offense and how he needs to kind of buck the career trend and try and stay on the field and be a consistent playmaker for Jay Cutler from the tight end position. Um, the other good news, I, I view it as good news, the first time we saw Pernell McPhee 
jogging out at least in front of the media was Saturday. He seemed to pick it up a little bit on Sunday. Um, he doesn't look like he's anywhere near being ready to go, but that shouldn't be a big surprise. The Bears told us they weren't sure McPhee would go at all in the preseason. They're focused on September 11th in Houston. Uh, so McPhee seems to be heading in the right direction at least. Hopefully we'll learn more uh, in, the next, in the next few weeks about McPhee's progress and, and whether he is indeed on track and, and hopefully can avoid that pup list to begin the season. Uh, that would be really a, a, a terrible development for the Bears, so we're going to have to keep an eye on that. I'm not predicting that, by the way. He has time to get on the field, and uh, I have to trust at this point that he's going to be able to. That's what the Bears have told us. That's all I know right now about that knee, uh, that bothersome knee that he had operated on this offseason. Uh, there's another bothersome knee now, unfortunately, to discuss, and it kind of came out of left field yesterday when John Fox told us that Kyle Fuller didn't make the trip to Foxborough uh, for the joint practices with the Patriots this week. That obviously means he won't be playing in the preseason game either, in preseason number two. Um, that's not good, obviously, goes without saying, but Kyle Fuller, if nothing else, has been durable. The 14th overall pick in 2014 has appeared in all 32 games, starting 30 of them over the past few seasons. Have they been uh, really impressive, dynamic seasons for Fuller? No, not since week three of his rookie year, obviously, but at least he has been on the field. Um, the fact that the Bears decided to hold him back to get treatment and to get a further evaluation uh, should be a huge, huge concern. Now, I hope that come this time next week, for Bears fans' sake, for your sake, that we're not even talking about Kyle Fuller's knee because uh, this was the right decision to get him healthy and uh, more focused on, obviously, week one, which is what the Bears keep reiterating. That's really where their focus lies. Um, but for someone who is has been the most durable of the three Bears starters in the secondary uh, and is being counted on in a make-or-break year in his last good you know opportunity to, to show Ryan Pace what he is before they decide on his fifth-year option next spring. Uh, undoubtedly not a good start for Kyle Fuller. So uh, we'll keep an eye on this, but I, I, I really, as I said, hope that he's able to overcome it quickly and, and we'll get to see just what kind of player Kyle Fuller can be uh, in year three, because I'm still not sure we know entirely. There is a lot left to prove. So anyway, the only thing I really told you guys and what the six podcasts we've had so far is that the Bears cornerback depth is concerning. Uh, we haven't even had time to discuss the actual uh, candidates to potentially fill in because this news has happened so quickly. Again, after what, just five podcasts, I believe. So uh, at Sunday's practice with no Kyle Fuller, you'd expect to see Bryce Callahan. Obviously, he got the start on the outside in Tracy Porter's absence in the first preseason game. But Bryce Callahan also not going in team drills. John Fox had to be kind of pressed a little bit. Didn't mention Callahan on the injury report, then was asked because it was so noticeable that he wasn't out there. Uh, we didn't know if he was in the doghouse, if he was banged up as well. Fox was even vaguer than he was about Kyle Fuller just saying soreness with Bryce Callahan. So... Uh, I wish I could report more to you today. Uh, hopefully, Hubble have more Pro Football Weekly come this evening, Monday the 15th. But as of now, uh, that's all we know about Callahan. He did make the trip with his teammates at least. So anyway, the interesting development in their absence Sunday in team drills was not DeAndre Hall and not Devontae Bosby. I guess it should be flipped. Devontae Bosby was, has been the first guy out of the gate. He was number four on the initial depth chart. Uh, DeAndre Hall, of course, the fourth rounder. Some thought that maybe he would be the guy and not Bosby. So when it wasn't either of those guys Sunday working with the first team in, in team drills, we were all surprised. 
it was Jacoby Glenn, the second-year player out of Central Florida, spent most of his rookie season on the Bears practice squad. Um, a really interesting decision by the Bears uh, to, to go ahead and insert Glenn. So if you guys don't know much about him, I want to read you a quick scouting report from one of the best in the business, maybe the best in the business in my opinion. Uh, I'm biased because I worked with Nolan Naraki at Pro Football Weekly. This is from his independently published draft book last year on Jacoby Glenn out of Central Florida, 6 feet, 179, spent most of his rookie season on the practice squad. First, I'll give you the projection. That's the most interesting part. The Bears signed him as an undrafted free agent. Nolan Naraki had a third to fourth round grade on Jacoby Glenn. I'll give you kind of the summary. Squatty, instinctive, short area corner with a chance to contend for a job in the scheme that fits his liking, a lot of too deep stuff. Cowboys, Buccaneers, and Saints mention. Compensates for athletic limitations with very good eyes, anticipation, and ball skills, and could be drafted more highly than he grades on tape because of his playmaking skills. So interesting stuff there on Jacoby Glenn. Again, third to fourth round pick projection. Uh, The Bears got him undrafted. Now he has been learning for a year under Ed Donatel, under Vic Fangio, highly regarded defensive coaches. And maybe the Bears feel like Glenn is making progress and it's going to come out of nowhere in this competition. Uh, again, it's early, and, I, and he may not even be the first guy out if Fuller, when Fuller doesn't play against the Patriots, but uh, I'm just reporting what we saw at practice. So another guy to add into the conversation to fill out the Bears' final few cornerback spots uh, after Fuller, Porter, and Callahan. You, you know, Hall's going to make the team, obviously, so you can count him, too, as a fourth-rounder, especially coming off that really good preseason game. But maybe the Bears didn't think it was such a really good preseason game because, again, we saw Jacoby Glenn first. And uh, we've talked a little bit about Devontae Bosby, really physical, uh, excuse me, really similar physically to Jacoby Glenn, a wiry, tall guy, six feet, around 180 pounds. They liked the way that Bosby was playing man coverage, showing uh, man cover skills throughout the Bourbonnais practice practices, and uh, I thought fared okay in the, in the preseason opener. So um, this is something to monitor. That was, again, my biggest takeaway from the Sunday session at Hallis Hall, and we haven't talked a ton about Tracy Porter. I feel like I keep kind of not giving him a bad rap, but I always mention first his durability concerns, and I feel bad going that way, but it's just being real. Uh, 30-year-old Tracy Porter was absolute godsend for the Bears last season, uh, led that cornerback room, showed some star corner uh, capability when he was locking down guys like uh, Amari Cooper. He was asked to follow Demarius Thomas, played well against Jeremy Macklin, although they played more zone in that game, but And then, of course, had the game of his life against the Packers on Thanksgiving, four passes defense. So uh, all I can tell you on Tracy Porter right now is that he looks really good. And I think the Bears have taken the right approach with how they've used him uh, a little bit cautiously throughout camp, obviously sat out the preseason opener, uh, but made a really impressive play. I can't remember if it was Saturday or Sunday, but he's playing outside man coverage against Alshon Jeffrey. And I think it was some kind of comeback route. And you saw Tracy Porter's instincts, intelligence. He beat Alshon to the spot for a pass defense and uh, ball skills as well. Again, that's what Porter is known for. And the fact that he is looking so sharp right now uh, is huge, 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 especially in light of Fuller and whatever's going on with Callahan. Uh, The Bears are apparently going to depend on uh, Tracy Porter even more. So I can tell you that so far, so good on that front. But, uh, you know, he he started well once he got in the lineup. Last year, too, uh, the problem was sustaining it, and you're going to wonder that again because of his age and, and because of his injury track record. He, he appeared to run out of the gas uh, down the home stretch last year, so the Bears will maybe hope that 
uh, the way he's handled this offseason has stayed a little bit healthier than he was at this time last year will help kind of build up uh, you know that 16-game potential for Tracy Porter this season. Um, a couple more quick things to come out of Hallis, and again, there will be another practice. Uh, they're completing practice right now, and you should head over to Pro Football Weekly for all Hubs observations this evening. But uh, just a few more things I'll tell you quickly, and I'm hoping on Wednesday and Friday to break down a couple of the other competitions throughout the last three preseason games. Uh, but just a few quick things. Jaquiz Rogers really stood out to me over the weekend at Hallis Hall, and it is seeming like Jaquiz Rogers, his veteran experience, his third down ability, his pass pro ability, maybe he's going to be too valued. I wondered if Kadeem Carey and Jaquiz Rogers were fighting for the same spot, and while Kadeem Carey's timing of his uh, head injury is not good at all, and hopefully he's able to get back quickly this week. Um, maybe they're going to keep all four running backs. I don't know, but it, it does seem that Jaquiz Rogers is really in uh, pretty good standing with this coaching staff. Still number two on the depth chart, of course, for the veteran coming off the broken leg last year and does bring special teams experience, something Kadeem Carey is still very new to. So that was interesting to me. And then one more thing. I don't know if the Bears are keeping three quarterbacks. I have to wonder, actually, with all the other holes on this roster, if that's a luxury they'll be able to afford. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say if they do keep three, it will not be the incumbent David Fails. It's going to be Connor Shaw. He stood out quite a bit, hooking up with both Daniel Braverman and Deontay Thompson over the weekend at Hallis. Uh, Shaw has looked like the better quarterback in Bourbonnais, did the same in the first preseason game. And uh, don't discount the history with Dowell Loggins. Has an NFL start under his belt, too, something we certainly can't say about fails either. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with maybe the potential practice squad dance with these guys, both guys who have garnered interest uh, from the outside. So I don't know if the Bears feel like they'll be able to risk stashing either of these guys. And again, I, I don't know. Fails, to me, hasn't shown enough to where he's really going to be in the thought process at this point. But there's a lot to be decided. Maybe it's that fourth preseason game. That's where Fails uh, ended up earning the job last year, remember, when he was competing against Zach Dyser. So uh, if the Bears are talking about the number three quarterback position this year, then we have a lot uh, bigger concerns. You have a lot bigger concerns, I should say. Uh, but I just thought that was interesting as well, seeing some pretty impressive throws from Connor Shaw over the weekend. Um, stood out to me anyway. So that's going to do it for the Locked On Bears Monday edition. I am your host, Arthur Arkish. I'm so glad you are with me for the special Mackinac Island edition. I am going to go out uh, and find the wife and child and see what they are up to. And again, thank you for humoring me with kind of the different schedule for the week. Uh, one more reminder that if you haven't done so already, Please, please, please head over to iTunes and subscribe. Make sure you're downloading on Audio Boom to Locked On Bears, of course, but also Locked On NFL and Locked On Fantasy, and then Locked On Bulls for all the NBA enthusiasts out there. Uh, Chicago Bulls have had themselves a very interesting offseason as well, of course, and that's a great podcast to get you up to speed on everything that's going on. So I thank you again so much. I look forward to coming back to you Wednesday. If there's anything breaking, I promise I will uh, stop whatever I'm doing and make sure I bring it to you between now and then. Uh, but Wednesday, we'll talk a little bit more about some camp battles, the latest from Foxborough. I'll make sure I've picked Hub's brain. for. I'll help him empty out his notebook for some stuff I can share with you. And uh, we'll look forward to doing it again Wednesday. Thank you so, so much for being with us. For Lockdown Bears, I am Arthur Arkish. Enjoy the rest of your day. You're listening to Love Advice with Leanne. Caller, you're on the air. Uh, hi, Leanne. Long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> Why, in your professional opinion, do you never take my calls off the air? Is this Carl? 
Yep, it's Carl. I mean, we had a few dates. Everything was great. I thought.、Uh... Well, you know, when you switch to Geico, you could save a lot of money on car insurance. Okay, awesome. You should call them. I will. Geico, because saving fifteen percent or more on car insurance is always a great answer.